I always feel like your struggles and and the challenges and every obstacle that you face through your career, they shape you, right? They they shape you into a better person. And and you know, honestly, if someone had just came to me when I first opened and gave me like a fast track, I I don't know if that would have benefited me. I think facing everything that I have has made me come out stronger and more adaptable and better able to handle like all these challenges that are thrown at me. You're listening to Femcanic Garage, the podcast that features women in the automotive and motorsports industries, a community that elevates, empowers, and evolves by smashing stereotypes and breaking down barriers for women. I'm your host, Jamie Glossman. Buckle up for the ride, Femcanics. Femcanics, I want to hear from you and get your feedback. I want to know what you like or don't like about the podcast. I want to make it yours. You can leave a message by calling 614-636-2240. Again, it's 614-636-2240. Leave me a message and who knows, you might hear yourself on the podcast. One of Canada's most respected classic car restoration shop owners is in the driver's seat today. Hilary Nowak, founder of Auto Body Gals Facebook group and owner of Ink and Iron Restoration Shop, shares about her journey and the social media challenge we face as women in this industry. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, Femcanics. Today in the driver's seat, I have Hillary from Ink and Iron, 100% women-powered restoration shop. God, that's so badass. How are you doing tonight, Hillary? <laughs> I am fantastic. How are you? Oh, I, I am so excited to talk to you tonight. And, and I have to be honest with you, I, I have been under the weather all day today. I had a terrible migraine earlier. And I was even kind of dragging ass a little bit, like to drag my ass downstairs in the basement, get my audio equipment hooked up. And then I, I just, to kill some time before we signed on, I checked out Instagram. And then you had this badass post on there. I'm like, woo, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so I, I was sharing with you earlier, I have been officially diagnosed with ADHD. So one of the biggest challenges that I run into is keeping my attention. And particularly long posts. I think that's why I tend to take a little more towards Instagram than Facebook because Facebook can be longer posts sometimes. Instagram's more in my wheelhouse. Now, you do have some longer posts, but if I'm being perfectly honest, you're one of the only people where I actually read the entire post because when I'm done, I'm like ready to go kick ass. <laughs> Thank you so much. So <laughs> with, <laughs> with your permission, do you mind if I read your uh, latest post out loud? Yeah, of course. Okay, from from you yourself, Auto Body Barbie. So those, those folks want to go check her out. So this is what you had to say today. And you can share with the listeners afterwards when the when these, you know, strikes of lightning of thought come to you. I thought it was kind of cool. But uh, without further ado, let me read. <laughs> to the ambitious girl, often you will feel misunderstood, alone in your thoughts, like everyone thinks you're fucking crazy for having such an intense drive. Society tries to pigeonhole us into these cookie cutter roles. 
Get a stable job. Don't push boundaries. Find yourself a nice man who will take care of you financially. Stay home and raise a family. While there is absolutely nothing wrong with this, for a select few of us, it leads us to a very lonely lifestyle. Finding a partner to support a strong-ass woman with big dreams is really fucking hard. Friends and family often don't understand or can't relate. I want all of you amazing, beautiful ladies to please continue to follow your dreams, chase those goals. The world may not yet be ready for us, but we're coming for everything they said we couldn't have. God, you're a badass. (laughs) Is it strange someone reading your, your post out loud? It is. It's kind of of strange. (laughs) It's it's interesting because when you think about people reading your post, you know, when I read that post, I'm like, that's what I'm hearing inside my head, right? Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, as as a woman reading that, you read it through once and then you go back and read it again with like, yeah, badass tone, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Like that, you know, that's what I, what I hope. Um, that I can, I guess, convey in, in these posts. Like if I can inspire or motivate or just, you know, let someone know that they're not alone and that other people like feel this way. And I feel often like, especially with social media, like we don't, we don't post or we don't talk about like how hard it is or struggles. Like it's all about like how great life is. And it, mm-hmm. it's almost like a highlight reel. Right. So, you know, I really just kind of try it. And like, I'm a very positive person, but I, I try and, you know, touch on these, these issues that like, if I feel them, then I know that like, there's other people out there who, who feel the same. I, I'm so with you. And you know, when, when I have an opportunity to talk directly to women, that's exactly what I'm telling. Cause a lot of people ask me, okay, why'd you start Femcanic? And I'm like, well, one, I wanted to hear the stories from women. And, you know, we're, we'll talk about this later. And I know Sean kicked off um, Miss Manual, and I love what he's doing there. And I'm like, you know, I think I think there's space to have two, um, two people doing this. And that's oh God, okay, yeah. right? There's so many badass women in the trades. And I know he's dabbled in aviation and different things like that. You've been a guest host on there. And there's so much to offer around this where... It's about sharing these stories of the women in the real shit. And, and exactly. I, it's yeah. about let's get real with this. And and the real shit is tough. It's not it the is. rosy pictures. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Life isn't always like that. No. And and I'm not against celebrating it, right? Let, yeah, celebrate. And sometimes I just want to know I'm fucking normal. I'm normal yeah. having these frustrated want to throw my goddamn tool across the (laughs) garage and it's normal if I want to cry because I'm so frustrated. That's normal and it's empowering and it's great. Do more of it. And (laughs) your posts really, you're an amazing writer. And I know I asked you this before, but I I love to get you on to uh, do some guest blog posts on Femcanic Garage because you're such an elegant writer. It's just the way you write is very poetic and it's like, ooh, this is good shit. (laughs) Thank you. And yeah, I know we've talked about this before, how, you know, you were saying it's easier for you to talk. And for me, it's the opposite. Like when I talk and then I'll finish what I'm saying, I'm like, oh, but I should have said this and I should have worded it differently where if I can like sit down and like write it and then I can look at it and I rewrite it and I rewrite it and I perfect it till I'm like, okay, I'm happy. And then I send it out. Like, I guess that's just, it's always been my easier outlet. Yeah. Yeah. 
you you've been on multiple podcasts and you've been interviewed multiple times. Yes. If it's okay with you, Hillary, what I'd like to do is get a Cliff Notes version and not dive majorly into how you got into the field, but just in in following you and seeing your posts. Like that post that I just uh, read out, to me, it's not a negative thing, but it's kind of like getting up on the soapbox and like, yeah, you know, and there's been like, <laughs> there's been a couple of them where I'd like to spend a little bit more time giving you a platform to expand on those a little bit. So, you know, because I, I teased you where I'll like <laughs> repost and I want to say like, yeah, go girl or whatever. And like, I have to really shorten it because you use all the characters that Instagram allows. <laughs> So I like have to really shorten it where it's, it's like, man, I know she has more to say. And there's uh, two, one I just read, but one when you were trying to hire, uh, and, and you may still be, but where you were looking for a female to bring into your shop and how mm-hmm. your post actually got flagged. And I'd like yeah. to spend some time digging into that and really start exploring some of that. But I want for those listeners who don't quite know who Hillary is, um, if we can give kind of a Cliff Notes version of your background, because I know you have other recordings where you probably dove into it and people drilled you on, how did you get into it? Is it really hard being a female in the industry and all that <laughs> kind of good stuff, right? So I kind of want to get past that and get down to the the core, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm open book. Why don't we start at the beginning? How how did you get into it? Um, I got into it when I was in high school. Um, I guess I would have been around 17 years old. Um, I was kind of like the dorky kid in school. Like I had braces. I had a huge afro because my mom got me a terrible haircut. Um, I didn't have a lot of friends, but then I <laughs> ended up. Hillary, taking- tell me you have a picture <laughs> of that. I do. I'll send it to you and you can repost it. I've oh, you I have accepted awesome. <laughs> Wait, okay. I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. Since, since you had an Afro, I had a mullet in fourth grade. Oh, okay. And that okay, that was my... photos. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, if if you're Amazing. willing to, to share that, I will oh, yeah. share my mullet picture with my gap teeth. I got, I got teeth too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh With yeah, my I, can... I wore a hat for like three years until my hair grew out. It was terrible. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, me being like this big like high school dork. Um, at the same time, we had a teacher advisor program in high school, and my teacher advisor happened to be uh, like the shop teacher, the mechanic teacher. So we'd meet there. I'm like, oh, you know, this is kind of cool. Like my dad had showed me, you know, how to change tires. Um, you know, check oil and kind of the basic stuffs like that. So, um, you know, he re- really encouraged me to take the shop class. And then I guess I just kind of connected with like a bunch of guys in there who had cool old cars. And it was kind of like, I had, I guess I felt accepted. Like I kind of had like a little friend circle and, you know, just hanging out with them and talking about cars. Like, this is really cool. I don't feel judged and no one's making fun of me for looking like a huge dork. And then um, it was my grade 12 year and I was done all my credits that I needed to graduate. Um, I still had half a semester to go. So there was a local body shop um, close to where my parents lived. So I went out there and I'd asked them if I could do a co-op there because I had um, I bought myself a 1970 Oldsmobile because I kept getting grounded and my punishment was my parents would take away my car. So me being 17, like I'm going to buy my own car, <laughs> like pawned like my entire like goosebumps book collection or whatever. I had yeah. to raise like a thousand dollars to buy this, like obviously huge piece of crap that was all rusty. Right. So I'm like, okay, I want to learn how to like 
fix it. I want to learn about like the body work of it. And, um, you know, they took me on as a co-op and it was just a really like phenomenal experience. Like from day one, they kind of let me, you know, they threw me right in. I think they like let me do a little bit of welding on my first day. And I was just like, this is amazing. (laughs) You know, I'm like never left. I just kind of, you know, I graduated school and I transitioned right into a full-time job working with them. And, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm 34 now. So I've been in it full-time like 17 years. Wow. That's, that is awesome. So how long were you with them? Uh, I was with them for about three years. About three years. And yeah. then did you go to another shop? Yeah. So we have, um, we have an apprenticeship program for auto body here in Ontario. So I was going to school with a bunch of guys um, in Toronto. My parents are about uh, three hours uh, east of Toronto. So um, went to school with a bunch of cool guys and like, yeah, we work at this really like amazing collision shop and like everyone kept talking about it like the teachers it was like I think it's the biggest collision shop in North America and I was like oh this is this sounds kind of cool like I want to go check this out and you know the guys took me there I got a tour it was amazing um I ended up sending in my resume for a job there I went um uh, they employ about I think 100 people I went in for my interview I said massive (laughs) yeah it's huge the shop itself is two city blocks it's 100,000 square feet it's just like state-of-the-art everything like cleaner than my house will ever be (laughs) um so I went there for my interview and I sat down with the owner of the company and he like he looked me in the eye and he like I fucking swear to god he looked me in the eye and he said I would really like to hire you but you are a woman and I was kind of, wow. you know, it's really like me at whatever I was like 20, 21 was kind of like, uh, okay. Like, and he's like, not that that's a bad thing, but you really need to be, you know, if you want to work here, you have to be strong willed. And I was like, yeah, okay, no problem. And then he's like, yeah, but we're not hiring anyone. And they hired like, you know, two people the next day. So oh, wow. <laughs> six months later, I'm back in school. Um, I end up getting in a car accident. I take my car to that shop. And then I'm chatting with the owner again. He's like, hey, like, are you still interested in a job? This was on like a Friday, I think. It's like, yeah, of course. He's like, well, when can you start? I was like, Monday. And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I literally like quit my job, picked up my whole life, moved like three hours for this opportunity to work at uh, this like really awesome shop. But, you know, I was hired on the principal. Like it was a privilege for me to get a job there. And it's like, if you have basically, it's like, if you have a problem, like keep it to yourself, like, I don't want you to cause problems. I don't want to hear from you. Like just fucking do your job and shut up. Wow. Yeah. And then I was there for, um, I think 10 years. And by the time I left there, I think there was 10 girls working there. That is awesome. And now they're like, now they're, yeah, now they're, you know, they were very like old school Italian. Um, yeah. and now they're very kind of like pro women in this industry. So it, it was like super cool to see like that transformation. So just out of curiosity, were you the first female working there? Yeah. Yeah. Look at you, trailblazer. <laughs> I mean, it's not like that was a little mom and pop shop either. I mean, that's... Yeah, it was a big... That's it was massive. Yeah, super, like, definitely really intimidating at, like, tw- you know, 21 years old, coming from, like, small country town suddenly to the big city and, like all these dudes are just kind of staring at you. You're no, like, that's what? it. That shop's in Toronto? Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Okay. I'm just trying to get, I'm not as familiar with Canada, so I'm trying <laughs> to get, got it. All right. Wow. So you were there for 10 years and then what? Um. So during that time, I briefly left and I went to um, a really high-end restoration shop 
I went there, I think I was there for about a year, but I was still kind of at that other shop, like on weekends. Cause they're like, we still need your help. Um, so we worked at a restoration shop, which was like a really cool experience. And then at the same time that I was doing those two jobs, I also got contacted by one of my teachers that taught me when I was in trade school. Um, he reached out and said like, Hey, I'm, I've been teaching this night class, but his in-laws moved in and they were in uh, really poor health. He's like, I'm looking for someone to take over my night class. Like, are you interested? So I went and I shadowed him for a semester and I took over his night class uh, a couple nights a week for auto body, which was really cool. It was basically just teaching like really basic auto body to like hobbyists, like not, um, that is so cool yeah and it was like that was also really intimidating so I think I was like 25 or 26 at the time and a lot of my like students were you know like 50 year old dudes so they'd kind of be like like who is this but then it was just like (laughs) you know after that it was just it was really fun like it was always a really great vibe and I was super happy just to kind of share what I know and like hear about their projects and like even till this day I still get emails from some of them like hey I finished my project car or like Hey, I like I have this question for you. So that was really cool. So I did that for a while. Um, and then right prior to opening my shop, I did like a full sem I did a semester of like full-time teaching while still working at the collision shop. And which which did you like better? Um uh, like teaching or working? Yeah. Working. I yeah. Yeah, like teaching my night class I enjoyed because that was just that was me there on my own, like teaching daytime, uh, full-time was, I just found like, I've never really worked in an office environment. So being, uh, there teaching with like all like the politics and like drama and like a very strict, um, code about swearing. So I would always be like, Oh fuck. And then you'd be like, you can't say that. I'm like, dude, I was like raised in a shop. You can't tell me I can't swear in grade school. Right. <laughs> Um, but they would think it was a weird (laughs) trade school. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. Um, like I do, like, I really enjoy teaching, but I guess I kind of enjoy it like on my terms, like how I do it in my shop. Um, and yeah, for me, I'm, I'm like a super fidgety person. So to just like stand in a lab or to just like, you know, I just, I have to be moving, I guess. Like I have to be using my hands. I have to be like physically working. And I guess like, because I've done it for so long, it was just to kind of take a step back from that was like weird for me. Yeah. I'm not sure I could do, uh, I don't know. I working on cars and stuff. I, that is my release outside Mm -hmm. of work because I know exactly what you're talking about. My day job is typical corporate America stuff. And there's a reason why my outlet is cars (laughs) and like home stuff, like working with my hands. Hmm. And just, I guess, like coming from a really like that, the collision shop I worked at, like we're doing, you know, a hundred cars a week. So to come from a very fast paced production environment to now suddenly like standing still, we're just like, what do I do with my hands? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just crazy. So are you saying you talk a lot with your hands? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Or I'm like the person who's always like, in cars, you know, twitching their leg and rocking the car around, like, <laughs> just, like all this like pent up energy. <laughs> you you would be that perfect person to pull up next to at the red light and look over when you're talking on your Bluetooth or something. Like, wow, look at how animated they are, <laughs> <laughs> or just like dancing, like rocking out to my own. Oh music, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh totally man, me. those are those are so infectious. I I challenged <laughs> everyone listening to this. Next time you stop at a red light, just start headbanging. And oh, then yeah. just look at the 
person next to you and just get a big shitty ass grin on your smile. It makes you feel so much better though. Music such a such an amazing release. I so agree with you. So you you taught and then you started your shop. Yes. So how long has um, Ink and Iron been up? Um, we opened April of 2015. Wow. So, wow. So you're you're approaching your five-year mark in 2020 then. I know. It's so crazy. I can't believe it. And, and how's the shop doing? It's doing good. Um, we moved in March to um, a bigger shop. What a, so that's that- a terrible problem to have. <laughs> Like a little bit bigger, better area. Um, I mean, it was like a huge undertaking. I thought I was mentally prepared for how much work it would be, but it was just terrible. So, you know, just kind of getting settled in and it's just, you know, we're just like out there fighting every day. Like it's just, it's work, man. Like starting a business, it's like building a resume and it's just, you know, you just got to keep at it and like the consistency and you're just there like putting forth your best effort every day and hope that it turns into something like awesome and successful. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is how different skills they are Mm -hmm. running your business versus uh, doing your particular trade. Oh, my God. So different. And, and, you know, I was probably the same as a lot of people where I'm like, I'm going to open my own shop. It's going to be great. I'm going to get to pick what I work on and no one's going to tell me what to do. And then like you get hit with this like roundhouse kick of reality that it's like, oh, yeah. And. You're going to be the janitor. You're going to do bookkeeping. You're going to talk to customers. You're going to answer the phone all day. And like, there's days where, you know, I barely touch a car because it's just like going like 10,000 miles a minute with all this other like craziness going on. Yeah. And that's, that's the part that a lot of people don't necessarily think about. Mm -hmm, For sure. And, And that, and you can still start a business. I think if there's one, one piece that I will tell people is prepare financially yes as much as you can and sometimes you just have to take the leap there's no two ways about it and get help ask for help because you'll get bogged down with all the administrative stuff oh my god yeah for sure or like there's a shit ton of it (laughs) there really is like definitely um like find yourself a mentor like i'm lucky because i have a lot of customers who are um, like self-employed, uh, self-employed for many years. So they're able to, you know, I have like a roster of people that I can call when I need like advice or, or an opinion or help on something. But like, oh man, it's been, it's been just, I feel like almost five years of just like fumbling my way through it <laughs> and like big learning curves. And like, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I'm just like, wow, you know, really like a humbling experience for sure. Wait, what do you think? Like, Five years, almost five years, you're knocking on the door five years. What has been maybe your top two or three lessons learned from Hillary starting her business to almost five years in now? I would say like definitely a really hard one for me was just learning not to take uh, like negativity and like shitty comments personally, even with my, you know, my Indiegogo campaign that I ran to launch my business, my YouTube video is up and still up on just, you know, reading through some of the comments that that people say, or like, you know, if you go to my Google page, and I just get blasted with these reviews from people that I don't even know, or people just saying, Oh, this is like sexist, or you're like a man hating lesbian It's just to hear all these like, these terrible things that people will say about you. And it's like, I don't even know you like that was just 
that was really hard, I guess. Like I, I love people. I'm the person who I want to see everyone do well. Like even, you can be shitty to me and I'll still hope that you succeed. So to just to like hear that at first, it was like so crushing. I can remember just going home and like crying some nights because of what I'd read about myself on the internet. So just, you know, learning that, Hey, that doesn't affect me. This has like no relevance to my business and like, fuck you. That was a fairly tough kind of lesson for me to learn, like thickening my skin in that way. So that's definitely been a huge challenge and just, you know, learning to like, like you can have a voice and you can speak up and people aren't going to agree with you always. And that's okay. That is fine. The whole world doesn't have to like see eye to eye with you. That is fine. You know what I find interesting about what you're saying is, and I constantly, I feel like I constantly have to say this, like the, the very name Femcanic Garage kind of lends itself to feminist and femininity and right. Mm -hmm. And just because you empower women and yourself as a female doesn't mean we're burning bras and like (laughs) man bashing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. It it just, that's not what that means. It's just, (laughs) we can empower each other and have female empowerment and not hate men. Exactly. I don't know why that has to be like an- pro female is anti men. I don't understand that. Right. And and hey, everyone, I'm a lesbian and I don't hate men. <laughs> My best friends are men. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, I I don't understand that connection either if I'm being perfectly honest. So Yeah. My sister's a lesbian and she also doesn't hate men and like 90% of her friends are men. So yeah, I don't right. understand where it's like, okay, so you're pro women so you're automatically a man hating feminist lesbian i'm just like well what the hell is that i know come on (laughs) so brutal Uh, yeah i just i i'm not sure where this stereotype even comes from because i i came out when i was 23 years old i'm 41 years old now Mm -hmm. i've never hated men and a lot of the lesbians that i know don't hate men either And, and i find that a lot of them end up some of their very best friends are men yeah. So the exactly. whole the whole stereotype. I've seen more straight women have animosity and hate towards men than lesbians. Oh, yeah, <laughs> if I'm being sure. perfectly honest, <laughs> I mean just bashing men, absolutely bashing men. They're pigs, and you know it's like, oh, they must have gone through a breakup recently. Yeah, because they're the ones who have to deal with their shit, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, hey Ben, you want to go grab a drink? <laughs> Sweet, <laughs> we're like best buddies. Right. Because what I find is most heterosexual men are lesbians too. <laughs> exactly. Oh, anyway, so we can start debunking that. How does that sound, Hillary? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Right. So I I love that feedback and I, I experienced that as well. And you know what I also found out? And, and tell me if you experienced this. There's so many advertising and brand advertising, all these different mediums to use and all these different social networking. And YouTube's one of them. One thing that I found is that there seems to be a lot more negative comments on YouTube than any other social media. Like, if you go to Facebook or Instagram, you don't see, I, at least I don't when I go out there and observe mm-hmm. how much, like, negativity, but I see a lot on a, a lot of it on YouTube. Yeah, definitely for me. And I know I was talking about this with someone else the other day. Um, I think we were talking about LinkedIn, and he was saying, like, oh, like, I get so many trolls and, like, negative comments on LinkedIn. I'm like, I get, like, all positive comments on LinkedIn. I get, like, 
shitty comments on my, you know, on my YouTube for sure. I find like Instagram and like my LinkedIn are really supportive. And then, and then, you know, Facebook would fall second under that. I wonder why that is. I I just, I found that interesting where, yeah, and LinkedIn so far, and I haven't really pushed real hard in that, but I guess I'm bringing this up. So, you know, women out there, when you're going into whatever business or whatever you're doing, maybe you're just getting on the social networking more. If you notice that there's more negativity on YouTube, take Hillary's advice. Fuck them all. (laughs) No, not all. But it's, it's about checking yourself. And that's, that's been our experience too, is for some reason, YouTube, there seems to be more negativity and trolling than any other social network, which I find interesting and strange because to me, YouTube's probably the most vulnerable avenue to present things. And what I mean by that is, is anytime you do a, like voice is one thing, Mm -hmm. well, picture is one thing, voice and picture is kind of that next level because now you have sound and uh, image and videos like that ultimate vulnerability of putting yourself out there because it's you right completely you know visually and sound all of it and mannerisms and that's where people are the biggest dicks like that's (laughs) (laughs) it's like i don't see you putting videos out you're just over here trolling people yeah get out get out of the arena yeah they're brave behind their computer screen right when they're anonymous yeah Anyway, but what would be your second biggest uh, kind of aha or lesson learned? Um, I think that would be like kind of what we talked about earlier, which is learning that transition from being, you know, a technician to now stepping into that role of like business ownership and, you know, all that comes along with it, like finding a bookkeeper and just really, you know, I've just find myself like reading a lot of books um, on entrepreneurship, uh, joining Facebook groups, just trying to, I guess, learn uh, like everything I can about being a better business owner, like the whole marketing, like social media, like all these things you don't think of when you're like, I just want to fix a car. So, you know, talking to customers, dealing with like customers, you know, issues, or if they have complaints or they're, you know, hearing like their stories and their struggles and just, you know, having to be there for them. Like, you know, I have, my personal number is is my business number. So getting texts at like all hours of the night, um, that's been like, you know, that was a, a big adjustment, I guess, as well, just from someone who's just always fixed cars to now having to fix cars plus all this other stuff. Would you do anything different? Oh, absolutely not. You wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I, I would not. <laughs> I mean, I I always feel like your struggles and and the challenges and every obstacle that that you face through your career they 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 shape you right they they shape you into a better person and and you know honestly if someone had just came to me when i first opened and gave me like a fast track i i don't know if that would have benefited me i think facing everything that i have has made me come out stronger and more adaptable and better able to handle like all these challenges that are thrown at me so well said and i think that leads in very nicely to another one of your posts that i reposted what you had done is posted a job simply indicating that you're in search of a female to fill a role at your shop can you mm-hmm. kind of walk us through for those of you who didn't read the post, you can look on my page or Hillary's page because I reposted hers. It's on your page as well, where you posted your position and then it got removed and then you responded to it getting removed or flagged. Can you kind of uh, 
I guess, set the scene for that and kind of walk us through that? Yeah, I guess like, you know, the initial post was, I think I put like, we're looking to hire, I think I put an auto body gal because, you know, normally we're called body men, right? So, you know, a cute little play on words, looking to hire a body gal. And then I think, you know, within 48 hours, it got, it got reported. And like my whole issue with that is, you know, like I go to the Hooters Facebook page and it's like, we're hiring a Hooters girl. And no one loses their shit over that. Like you can have a woman, you can hire only women when they're portrayed as like sex objects, right? Because like, you know, everyone wants to be served chicken wings by a hot girl. No one wants to be served chicken wings by a dude in a Speedo, right? So that's like socially. No, I'm not even sure many women would even really want to (laughs) see camel balls. (laughs) So this is like, like we've been conditioned to, to think that like, this is okay and this is normal. But the second it's like, girls doing what's you know quote unquote a man's job it's like these men just cry all over the internet i'm like go cry on like the hooters page like like we're not taking anything away from you by by being in the same space and it's just like i think on my instagram post i had a guy like just going on and on about like i think he was like i hope no one calls the ministry of labor on you and like posted the phone number to the ministry of labor and i was like bro you're getting this upset about a woman just wanting to fix cars. And he ended up like deleting his comments like a little bitch. But I'm like, wow, did he like, really? Is, he did. <laughs> I'm like, this is how mad like some men get about this. And they're like, well, you only hire females. Like never once did my post say that like we only hire females. Like we're a female owned and operated shop. Like I do have all like my husband comes and helps us. I have like amazing group of, of like body tech guys who will come in and help us when, when we need and they're just really like you know these are the guys that are like this is awesome and like we support you girls and like do your thing and then there's just this like handful of like guys that get so upset about it like just like laughing like wow like how pathetic is your life that this is what's triggering you yeah it's insane and that that's a great call out where it's like body men yeah there's yeah tons of things and if you say auto body gal what is wrong with that I know, like my entire apprenticeship, we were called body men or, or me being the only girl in my class that was always like gentlemen or like, hey, men. And you know what? I never like raised a stink about it. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm here with this group of dudes. So whatever. It didn't and if you did, bother me. you would oh. be a man hating feminist. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like the second you, you vocalize your concerns, it's like, oh, oh, she just has PMS or she's just a bitch or something. Right. <laughs> It's terrible. Good old PMS. And I'm not saying it's not real. That shit is is real. real. It is real. (laughs) But that's not a a cop out here. Come on. (laughs) So I I have this post up here right now. Would you like me to share it? Oh, yeah, for sure. This again, folks, this is what I'm talking about where this like elegant writing. I'm going to read it out loud (laughs) and I'm just going to sound fabulous reading it because it's that good. (laughs) All righty. So this this is Hillary's response on Instagram. Job post compliance. Your recent job post violates our content policy, which prohibits discriminatory jobs. (laughs) (laughs) If you've read this policy and believe your post complies, submit a request for our team to review. Did you end up submitting it then, Hillary? No, I didn't, but I should. Yeah, that's total bullshit, man. (sighs) I know. You should and make them challenge it. Yeah, I know. You got to start somewhere, right? I know. (laughs) 
Just add that to your long list of things to do. <laughs> I know it's an important one. I know I need to. <laughs> it's easy for me to sit over here and say, just add that to your list. No, I need oh, someone man. sometimes, you know, to remind me of these things. Like, you need to do this. <laughs> so here we go, Femcanics. Okay, here's from the mouth of Hillary on Instagram. And again, if you want to look at it, copy paste it because it's really badass, you can. Uh, to whomever reported my post as discrimination, thank you. You are the reason why I will continue to push even harder for women in this trade. You are the fuel of my fire. You will not stop me and have only succeeded in pushing me even harder towards my goal of one day having locations all across North America. Why is society so accepting of a female-only work environment when it portrays women as sex objects? Hooters can hire only women and no one blinks an eye or cries that they can't be included. But the second it's women who want to do a man's job, everyone loses their mind. When we find our voice and become strong, suddenly we've, we're viewed as a threat. Let's clarify a few things here. Being pro-woman does not mean we are anti-men. We have lots of amazing and supportive men who come around the shop to give us a hand when needed. Supporting women in this trade by having a shop that's completely women-owned and operated does not mean I am a feminist, man-hating lesbian. Yes, I have been called that a lot. <laughs> you want to cry discrimination, but guess what? You don't know discrimination. Try being outright told you can't work here because you're a woman, or you'll be a distraction, or you'll just cause problems with the other employees, or that maybe you could be hired because they wouldn't have to pay you as much, or that you belong in the kitchen, or you have no place in this trade. The worst part? You can't even talk about it because then you're just labeled a crazy or too emotional or a bitch. What we are fighting for is a trade that will one day look at women as equals. We don't think we are better. We just want to belong. If I can help give even a few ladies the training or support or just a few words of encouragement to get them out there into this trade, that's all I want. We are fighting for your daughters, your sisters, your girlfriends. So the next time you feel intimidated about women taking over your space, you need to sit the fuck down and really take a second to think about all that we've fought through and continue to fight for. Ooh, God, that gives me chills. <laughs> That's some um, good shit right there. Thank you. That was, that was an angry rant. That was definitely an angry rant when I came home that night. <laughs> so talk about that a little bit because you you tip what I notice is these posts typically float around at between 9 and 10 p.m. at night. So kind of walk us through inside the brain a little bit of Hillary when you end up producing amazing posts like this. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think I got that notification um, like mid afternoon and I'm like ranting to my girls at work about it. I'm like, oh, I'm so cheesed right now. And then, you know, I finish my work day. I drive home. I uh, have a shower, I, uh, you know, start dinner and then I have a glass of wine and I sit down 
I'm like, now I'm going to compose my rant for the evening. <laughs> and then, you know, I open my little notes on my phone. And, and like I was saying earlier, like, I just kind of start typing like the points that I want. And then I reread it and I kind of edit it. And then I just like, send it out into the internet <laughs> and see what happens from there. I've read through some of the comments, but clearly, I mean, these aren't the first two posts that you've done. What kind of responses holistically have you gotten? I think on Instagram, it's been mostly like positive And it's been, you know, there's a lot of like, awesome guys out there who just like, you know, I've never met but are my Instagram kind of family. And they're just like, yeah, we support you girls. And, and like, I love it. It's, it's great. So it's, it's really cool to see, you know, people kind of jumping on that, that bandwagon or, or guys that are like, yeah, I have daughters. And, and, you know, I've been raising them to, to think that it's okay. Like whatever you want to do, like you can work on cars or I guess like without gender roles. And like, I, I love seeing that. I love when I, I meet dads and they're like, my daughter can do whatever she wants to do. I'm like, it's you guys, like you guys are going to be, you know, a key a key component in like changing the tide in this industry. So I, I like, I love all that positive feedback. It's great. I am so with you on that. Now you said on Instagram, is there other social media platforms where you haven't experienced that? Or is it just the YouTube, like what you mentioned? Yeah. I mean, I, I really, really love LinkedIn. I just kind of got onto it maybe about a year ago, but I, I absolutely love it. And I have like, you know, I think I've kind of assembled a great network of of really supportive people as well. Um, so definitely getting like positive, positive vibes from LinkedIn. Have you noticed LinkedIn is, I don't know if I want to say a different audience per se, but it kind of is. It, it it's is. like you hit these different demographics. Like LinkedIn is kind of like uh, what I'll refer to as my female corporate peeps that maybe at some point in time they were in the shop or whatever, but now they're kind of moved up the corporate ladder in corporate areas more yeah. so. Instagram hits kind of my, I'll say 20 to 35, 40 range. And then mm -hmm. Facebook is um, a little older demograph, uh, but I find a lot of, a lot more of like, you have a great um, uh, group on there. Do you mind sharing mm -hmm. that group? My auto body gals. Yes, that yeah. is it. Yeah. yeah. And you recently hit a thousand members. I know. So excited. I love it. That's huge. I love going on that, by the way. I've, uh, Connie actually shared it with me and then I went on to request access to it. And, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't work in a shop during the day, uh, but I learn so much. I'm an avid hobby hobbyist and it really helps me understand the pulse of what's on the minds of women. And I love that you keep it women only. Uh, yeah, I really like, I mean, there's so many co-ed groups. So I'm like, we just need this kind of, I guess, like a safe space. Like you don't want to go on a, you know, a co-ed group and post about like your period or something, right? Like that's just, you need like, there needs to be this little small space. And, and I've, I've tried to, you know, open it up to women in all different areas. Like there's, you know, there's some mechanic girls on there. There's detail girls. There's, you know, um, women who own shops or women who manage shops who maybe and never worked on the floor. But, but I feel like all these different women offer, you know, unique advice and perspective on, on these different topics. So I think it's, it's, I love it. Like, it's great. I totally agree with you. I I've learned from so many women on there. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I, I laugh a lot too. Some of the shit that these women post on there, like, this is 
awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just, you know, a lot of the times I'll get a, a girl that messages me that says like, oh, you know, I'm really like I do auto body and I'm in this state and I don't know anyone else who does it. And they're kind of just looking for like encouragement or, or words of advice. And that's what kind of spawned the idea of it. I'm like, I, you know, I'm not the only one. I was like, I know there's more of us. And like, my advice is very, you know, unique to me, right? So just getting, I always find like getting different people's opinions and perspective is great. So I kind of formed that group out of like, I know I'm not the only one. There's more of us out there and just like assembling this army and, and you know, and maybe there's going to be girls who are, they find out they're in the same state and can link up and go for coffee. And it just, I don't know, like it warms my heart. I like it. I, I love it. One thing that I am building on my website is there's, there's two main things that I just, I haven't been over to find anywhere, Hillary. And it, it's, I, I'm building it just because Selfishly, it's what I wanted, and people started asking me for it. And what it started with is I started an events page on mm-hmm. my website, Femcanic Gra- or it's just femcanic.com or Femcanic Garage, either one, and a resource page. Mm-hmm. And what I was finding is is people w- kept reaching out to me and saying, man, I wish an event like this was near me. That's and awesome. it is so hard to find women's only type of events like what I mean by that is you can try searching the internet but what it boils down to is it's hard because it's there's so many like right what I'll call regular events that the women's only event gets lost in the shuffle and the um the the cost these these individuals would have to spend for advertisement to get above the noise Mm -hmm. is in it's a lot yeah. You know what I mean? To yeah, get on the internet? Mm-hmm. So what I did is I created these pages so women can actually go there and just post their own events. In the resource page I started where I just started adding the information of the women that I, that I interviewed to give them link backs to just give them more publicity and just do whatever I can to help. Mm-hmm. And That's then awesome. what, I, what I found is, is that women who want to support other women in the trades – were reaching out to me and say, hey, do you know any female mechanics or body women in my area? And I'm like, well, at the time, no, I didn't. But what they kept saying is, man, I wish there was a resource where I could find, where I could just go look that up. Right, yeah. So what I did is I created the page so any woman that wants to list themselves or their shop on there can go and enter in their own information and load their information up from an event to their resource. So you need to post that in auto body gals and get a bunch of girls to sign up. That's so cool. I love that. It's just literally where you can just like look it up quickly yeah. and do a search for them and find them quickly where it's either women in the trades trying to network with each other or, you know, hey, I'm not in the trades, but I specifically want to empower a woman and I want to take my car to have a woman work on it. Yeah, exactly. You or, know? you know, I'm looking to get into the trade and is there like, a woman that's in my area that I could maybe link up with for a coffee who could, you know, share some advice. That's right. Yeah. That's great. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So that that's, it, it really just came out of, you know, people asking. And then when I saw it in like the example that you gave, I actually saw that I observed it myself in auto body gals and I'm Mm -hmm. like, God, it'd be nice to just know where you could just go in when you want to look at it. You can just proactively look in and see where people are located or an event that's going on. Yeah. Maybe it's a welding class. Maybe it's a body shop class. I don't know. Yeah, that's smart. I like that. 
but love what you're doing with Auto Body Gals. And Hillary, if you're up for it, I would like to launch into the red line round. Are you ready for that? I am ready. It's just five rapid fire questions. No right or wrong answer. It's just whatever <laughs> pops into your head is the right answer. <laughs> okay. All righty. First question, who or what has been your inspiration throughout your journey in the industry? I would definitely say just meeting other women has been my inspiration. You know, like when I started, I didn't know anyone. There was no real like social media to connect us. So like the more more women that I started to meet, they, you know, they really inspired me to, you know, eventually open my shop, which was women owned and operated. So I love connecting with, with more women in this trade. And it, it just like really inspires me to keep pushing. I love it. I, I love that the whole thing, it's for women by women. And you did a um, shop talk with Connie and Ginger that just launched. Yeah. Um, and that I'm already getting amazing feedback on that. That's awesome. You, you women are already helping a lot of people and just kind of opening everyone's eyes around. Oh, wow. God, I didn't even know. I'm still blown away by the duct tape thing. Like, <laughs> right. Like, no shit. Duct tape of all things, you Fantastic. know. But uh, yeah, it's it's outstanding. That was a lot of fun doing that. It was. It, it was. Uh, the the follow up will be actually doing the painting piece. If you get if you ladies are up for it, oh to my god, dig yeah. into some of the painting. Totally down. Figured it seems logical. You prep it, then we'll have a conversation <laughs> about painting. Yeah, <laughs> right. For sure. Oh man, number two. Where do you go, or what resources do you use when you want to learn something new, or you get stuck on a job? I definitely I'm all about the Google, so I'm always you know, Googling things. If I can't find it on Google, I use auto body gals as well. Like a lot of the times I'll post a question there or just reading through the posts and then just like, you know, friends, like industry friends that, um, if I know someone who let's say I'm stuck on, uh, like something to do with prep, I'll know who to like reach out to and text to. Um, I also, you know, my paint rep, he's amazing. So just, I have, I feel like I have a good roster of people who can help me in kind of all different areas networking. Yeah, it's key. It's key. What excites you most about what you do? Ah, that's a tough one. Um, I feel like it's so many different like avenues of it. Like my job itself, I, I feel like, you know, you work for hundreds of hours on these cars, you know, you, you sand, you block and your fingers are bleeding and you're tired and you're sore. And then just seeing it like finally painted and just, you know, standing back and being like, wow, like I busted my ass to build this. It's, I, I don't even know how to kind of express that feeling, but it's, it's so rewarding. Like I, that's what I love about this trade is just the, the satisfaction that you get out of creating something. And then on the other side of it, I also, you know, there on the, on the days where it's, feels like it's so tough and where I could just be like, fuck this, like it sucks. And then I'll get like a message from, from a girl saying like, Hey, you know, you, you really helped me through a difficult time or, or they'll reach out to me for advice. And that like, that's is what really kind of keeps me going too. like, just, you know, the, the hope that I can inspire or encourage more women to get into this trade. It, it almost feels like something that I have to do. Um, so, you know, I guess it's just kind of two different aspects of it. Yeah, I I know what you mean. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like a um, responsibility you feel. Yeah, like I wanted to say obligation, mm -hmm. but that, 
that doesn't quite sound like the right, right word because that makes yeah. it sound like a chore. Like I, I love it, but it's like a like a sense of duty, maybe, but still that doesn't yes. seem quite right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's 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 that feeling that like my mission pushes maybe. <laughs> you. It pushes you when you feel like you don't have any more left in the tank. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I gotcha. What is a personal habit? or practice that has helped you significantly in the industry when you feel stuck or like discouraged? I would definitely say learning to be, to be disciplined. Like I find, I know I've talked about this before. It's like, you know, it's easy to, to be motivated or, or to, to read something or find an image that motivates and inspires you, but being able to translate that into discipline into, you know, there's days where you're going into work, on maybe a Sunday and you don't want to be working, but you know that you have to, you know, put in the time and just being able to focus on that long term or, or that bigger picture, but like recognizing that you need that discipline to get there. So that's been like, you know, kind of learning to focus on that and, and really like cracking down and, and being more disciplined. Ooh, man, that that's almost a whole nother episode right there. <laughs> Maybe for another day, Hillary. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll have you on and we'll get more and we'll get some of this stuff done. I would love that. What is your parting advice to other femcanics finding their way in the skilled trades industry? I would just say, you know, if it's something that you want to do, then you know, just go for it. Like don't let anyone talk you out of it. You know you want it. You know, Instagram and social media, you can find your tribe and your community. You can like on your page, like Femcanic, listen to the podcast, you know, find like-minded people on Instagram, reach out for them, get a support system there. Just don't ever let anyone tell you that your dreams are stupid or that you can't do something. You can find a way where there's a will, there's a way and like you can do it. And there's always people I'm always here. You know, you can always reach out to me or there's so many awesome like girls and guys out there on the internet that are happy to, to support you. So you only live once. So just go for it. Love it. <laughs> Hillary, where and how can people connect with you and Ink and Iron? You can find me on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Auto Body Barbie. My shop Instagram is Ink and Iron Auto. I'm also on Facebook, Hillary Ann. My shop is on Facebook, Ink and Iron Auto. I am on LinkedIn under Hillary Noack. And I think that's pretty much it. No excuses now. <laughs> you just gave them like six places I to get right? great feedback. So we should be good to go. <laughs> Hillary, I have thoroughly enjoyed our time to sit down and chat. And I appreciate your willingness to dive in and just be raw and real with everyone. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. I'm Hillary Nowak, the owner of Ink and Iron Automotive, and I'm a femcanic. Be sure to check out the next episode. Jill Trotta, a seasoned veteran in the industry, shares her 25 years of knowledge with the Femcanic community. She has successfully transitioned from the day-to-day -day shop environment to a startup environment at RepairPal. Until next time, Femcanics. Thanks for listening to the Femcanic Garage Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Femcanic Garage. Check out our website, femcanicgarage.com, for swag and the transcribes for each episode. If you want to help grow this community, 
Do me a favor and subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, share this podcast. Spread the word. This is Jamie B. signing off. Are you a femcanic?